This is our ninth, and I think final, a session on Colossians 1, 9-12. On account of this, from the day we heard, we have not ceased to pray for you, asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will and all spiritual wisdom and understanding, so as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, so as to be fully pleasing to him, in every good work bearing fruit and increasing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to the might of his glory, for all endurance and patience with joy, and now giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. Father, what a glorious destiny you have given to us as you have made yourself our Father and qualified us for such an inheritance. I pray that you would open our hearts and our minds to grasp this and that we would be filled indeed with thanksgiving from our hearts to you. In Jesus' name, amen. This participle in Greek is plural. In other words, Paul's not saying that he alone is giving thanks. He's saying, you now are giving thanks as I pray for you. In other words, he's praying for their praying, right? So giving thanks is a prayer. When you feel thankfulness to God and you give expression to it, to the Father, you're praying, a form of prayer called thanks or thanksgiving. So it is right to pray for prayer in yourself and other people. So Paul's last thing that he's asking for is that we would be people who are filled with thanksgiving at the end of such a prayer for us. And we are to give thanks to our Father. He doesn't just say God. He says Father. And that probably is there at least partly because fathers have inheritances. So we give thanks to our Father who has qualified us to share in his inheritance. That's quite an inheritance, isn't it? If God were to die, <laughs> which is foolish, he would leave us everything. But he has ordained that he leave us everything without dying. Because Christ has died and has been raised and has obtained for us the inheritance from the Father. And this inheritance is the inheritance of saints. We'll come back to that in just a minute. In light. That seems to come out of the blue, doesn't it? An inheritance in light. An inheritance in light. What does that mean? Well, the very next verse, verse 13, 
goes like this. Who or he has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of the son of his love here, beloved son. So he could have said the kingdom of light. He just did say that, in fact, when he said, we are giving thanks to the Father that we share in the inheritance in light. That is, we are delivered eternally from darkness, the dominion of darkness, this present darkness, as Paul calls it in Ephesians 6. And we have everlasting light and life and joy. Light is a glorious thing in the dark. You can't see anything beautiful and you stumble to your peril. But in light, we can see the glories of the Son and the Father. And we don't stumble, we walk forever in righteousness. So, light is the inheritance, and He has destined us for eternal light, not, as Jesus says, outer darkness. Three times in the Gospel of Matthew, Jesus talks about the final destiny of unbelief as outer darkness. We have been transferred out of such a thing that's already brooding over the world right now. So, the saints obtain this inheritance. What are we going to make of that? It's the most common word for believer, Christian in Paul. But here, there's an interesting, fascinating, relevant parallel to Jesus' words to Paul when he commissioned him to go deliver people like this out of darkness into light. Here's what, here's what Jesus said to Paul. Acts 26. I am sending you to open their eyes so that they may turn from darkness to light. So that's Paul's fundamental mission. Turn people from darkness to light, from the power of Satan to God. So darkness corresponds to power of Satan. Light corresponds to God. God is light, and in him there's no darkness at all. Satan is darkness in every way. That they may receive the forgiveness of sins and an inheritance, same word, among those who are sanctified by faith in me. And I, I circle these because inheritance here and then saint, hagios, is a form of the word sanctify. So clearly, Paul was playing on, playing the tune, you might say, of this wonderful and glorious commission Paul had given him as he brings this prayer to a conclusion. This is what I was sent to do, and I'm praying it into reality. Give thanks to the Father for an inheritance of those who are sanctified and thus preserved for light, not outer darkness. 
Now there's one more thing to observe. Who has qualified you to share in that? That's what we're thanking God for. Thank you, Father. Thank you for qualifying me for this inheritance. What does that mean? How does a father qualify a person for his inheritance? Number one, adoption. If you're not his child, you don't get the inheritance. We are not automatically the children of God. We must be adopted or born again into the family. And secondly, preservation. In faith, which is what this is all about, right? God is the one who strengthens with power according to his might of glory for all endurance and patience. This endurance is how he qualifies us. If we were not kept by God, by his strength, according to his glory for endurance, we would not be preserved. We would not persevere. And so we persevere in walking in a manner worthy of the Lord. We persevere in pleasing the Lord. We persevere in doing good works because the Father has strengthened us with his power and given us endurance and patience with joy, and thus he brings us to our inheritance with eternal light and joy, not outer darkness. And oh, how thankful we should be that all of this is coming from our Father, freely, graciously, into whose family we have been mercifully adopted.